oh my god, back at it again. Welcome back to Rebel Radio. Right now, I want to be rap genius. So I want to review some rap music from over the summer. And Ed Sheeran's project. He was our honorable mention because I just, I wanted 13 projects for 13 weeks of summer. So I just threw them in there. This is the podcast that you'll never look back on. Oh, oh, it's Rebel Radio, and now let's get to the show. That, my friends, is the sound of a paintbrush, which means it's time for Art Echo. And we have yet another Rebel Roll Call. This one is dedicated to Mr. Ed Sheeran and his Black Pander Party, TM. He's part of a wave of white artists who take this rite of passage, or as I like to call it, this white of passage, through hip-hop, then they take their merry behinds back to the native genres that they were known for. And Ed Sheeran is not the only one who's doing this. He's just the only one who's on my radar right now. You have to listen to these lyrics for South of the Border, which was the most cringeworthy song on the album. The mm-mm, brown eyes, beautiful smile. You know I love watching you do your thing. I love her hips, curves, lips say the words. Te amo, mommy. Te amo, mommy. Boy, if you don't get... This white man participating in his cultural fantasies and these two latina artists helping him cardi b and camila cabello so i just wasn't feeling the album i gave it a 15 out of 30 which in school would be a f but on this show it's an l i want to also talk about the albums where people put the work in where you could hear the blood sweat and tears Ooh, that rhymes So the first project that I want to start with is the Lion King album by Beyonce. The reason why I like this album is because I feel like she was doing what Ed Sheeran thought he was doing. Beyonce was really giving more exposure to Afro beats and I think that that's something that's very important and to me it felt like a celebration of blackness and the black diaspora and I said brown skin girl which as you know became a whole phenomenon it felt like that conversation that as a black girl you would have with your mom and when I heard it I was reminded of black is gold by Wale. That wasn't the only album that spoke to something much deeper than the eye could see or the ear could hear, I guess I should say. Now, before I get into these other two projects, I just want to give a disclaimer that I am a fan of Dreamville and I am a fan of Big Crit. But this is something that I noticed with both their albums that just kind of annoyed me because it plays into this whole issue with misogynoir that black women face in hip-hop so first i want to start with big crit and crit is here i really like the album 
I want to start by saying that because my brother already tried to come for me because I said I had a critique of the album and he's like, oh, you don't like Big Crit? I never said that. I just have a critique. So on this album, Crit has a song with Saweetie. It's called Addiction. And the thing that just, the first thing that stood out to me why is she singing? Saweetie is not a singer. We don't know her as a singer. We know her as a rapper. And when she started singing, I was just thinking about how a lot of people feel like Saweetie can't rap. Personally, I'm on the fence. And a lot of people aren't on the fence. They feel like the girl just ain't got bars like that. And I feel like Crit. In his head, I don't know what's in his head. Of course, this is me analyzing from what I've seen in a lot of hip-hop spaces. And I think in his head, he's thinking, I don't think she's going to come hard enough on this song. So let me give her this little 30 seconds where she can sing. And to me, that's trifling. Don't recruit this girl who is a rapper. We know her as a rapper. She's branded herself as a rapper. Don't recruit her for this song if you're not going to let her rap on the song. And my brother got mad at me. I actually have the audio of him saying, Oh, she just can't rap and y'all be trying to defend women who can't rap. I don't care, okay? Sweetie ain't got... She ain't got Meg's talent. I'm gonna say that. But if that's what he thought, and if he don't think she can rap like that, don't put her on the song. That's all I'm saying. I thought it was a little bit trifling. Of course, that's my opinion. Like a booty, everybody got one. I had a similar critique of Revenge of the Dreamers. While I would rank this a very high project, I put it number three on the list, and there was a reason why I only put it at three. So it was one of the number one albums. It debuted at number one because it was a good project. It was put together well, and it had that cultural impact. It was classic. However... I put this in an article. It was also classic to hip-hop because it played into these tropes where women in hip-hop are marginalized. I think the thing that really struck me was that Dreezy was the only woman rapper on the project. And I know she's not the only woman rapper who could have gone bar for bar with some of these men. We got Tierra Whack. We got Meg. We got Rico Nasty. There are so many people they could have chosen, but instead they chose to go with Noir. The women in general were few and far between. If there was a woman on the project, she was nine times out of ten going to be a singer. And that's why I said it played into this trope where women get marginalized in the hip-hop space. So that was kind of aggravating. And the reason why I'm emphasizing that is because we can't just take things at face value or at ear value because these are things we're listening to. We have to look for those deeper meanings. And that's that on that. But like I said, this is my opinion. You can agree. You can disagree. But you can put it all on Block Street. I came to tell you about a way that you can continue engaging with today's topic. If something really stood out to you or shocked you or pissed you off, go to rebelmedia.com backslash rebel-radio and hit the button that says leave a comment to leave a comment about what stood out to you. That's rebel, R-W-E-B-E-L, media.com backslash rebel-radio. And now the time has come 
to part ways. Before we do that, I want to leave you with three artists who I am excited about in 2020. And I'm going to do a year-end music review, and you'll see them again on there. But I just want to plug them here. And, you know, just to be socially conscious, I'm going to pick three black women artists who are just really doing the dang thing right now. So, number three, Normani. I really liked her motivation video, and I'm actually going to use that as my Halloween costume. We'll see how that comes together. But she, like Ari Lennox, she's just really coming into her own as an artist. And I think that's something that I can really appreciate because Normani's the same age as me. She was born in 1996. And I'm just like, okay. I kind of see myself in her a little bit. And I'm just happy to really see her blossom. And kind of on the same vein, Summer Walker. So I wasn't really feeling over it. I'm not going to lie. But I do want to see where she goes as an artist because I think she's very talented. I think she has a strong, authoritative singing voice. And I'm just interested to see what she does. What she does with it. Oof. Sorry, y'all. 10 hour shift. I am tired. Finally. So I was going to put YBN Corday here. I guess he could be an honorable mention. But keeping with my promise, sort of, of shouting out women, I want to put Lizzo here. Like with Summer Walker, I'm very excited to see Lizzo's growth. Because in this last year, she's blown up. And recently, she's mentioned that she wants to be branded as a rapper. So I'm interested to see how she fully pivots into marketing herself as a rapper but that is all i have for as you always stay rowdy stay regal stay rebel